Yeah, maybe we just bandits. Maybe they demanded. Matter of fact, they commanded. Never given us chances. Now we ripping the bandage. I gotta let it be. Let them see what it really means to be on a different state of mind. It's a mindset. I don't pay no mind. A vision. I've seen a world living in unity through love. Oh, you know we had to do it, right? <laughs> Brother empowerment. Helping brothers to break through without breaking With international viewership That means that we are getting our message worldwide And nothing can stop us from showing our brothers and their family love So you know we had to do it right Come on now, brother empowerment We about to do it Let's go Let's go, let's go. My brother hit my phone. Said, bro, let's go, let's go. We gotta build a home. We gotta build a throne. Somewhere that we can roam. Let's get these brothers up to start to build each other up. It's time for us to level up and power. Yeah, we stepping up higher from the fire that ignited from the heavens up. Now it can't expire because my brother's always checking up. Homie, put your blessings up. Homie, never letting up. Homie said, call me if you need and couldn't believe it. I finally found brothers that's healing. Now I receive it because they invited me to Breathing all of the meaning of the true brotherly love Just what I needed, man, it's such a vibe To build with brothers through the struggles, man, it's such a high To have them help you through your troubles, make you feel alive Cause as they raising your spirits, you start embracing your fearless You can't deny that you're clearing all the demons from your heart Wishing it from the start To any brother that wanna step in and be a part Cause it's easier to do it together than be apart Hope to be the beacons of light that can shine in the dark ah. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? So long, good people. It's Thursday, so you know what that means. It's Brother Empowerment Day. So if this is your first time watching, the bigger question is, where have you been? Word. Brother Empowerment is a show designed to help our brothers to break through without breaking. Now, this is not one of those bashing shows sitting there talking about what you should have, could have, mm -hmm. and would have done. But this is an opportunity to engage in a healthy dialogue and hope that something that is discussed will help our brothers and their families lead towards a positive change. Now, before we get into our special guest, bro, I got a special announcement. Yeah. New leadership lineup. Yeah. Who that? Who that? We got Tara Henry coming in yes, as the yes. chief experience officer. Ahmed done joined the team as the chief innovation officer, mm -hmm. aka iconic. <laughs> you know the things that we're about to do. Dana is still on as our mm -hmm. intern. The places we're about to, the places we're about to go. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about that. So I had to say that because like. This is kind of about to be a dope birthday. Yep. Dope birthday. So, bro, how was your week? It's cold. It's cold. Nah, it is cold. That's how my week has been. It's cold, man. It's cold. Um, outside of that, no, it's been really just chill. Been doing run, been doing a lot of run around. Went to a Halloween party uh this past weekend in Charlotte, and then went and saw some good folks up in South Carolina and drove back. So did a lot of driving and then Last night, hung out with the bro Stevie and Elijah. We went shooting and shot in pool. Like, I didn't get an invite, but it's okay. <laughs> so we went shot pool. So I ain't want to go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
so the week the week has been actually pretty good outside of being cold man so and i recently got back to really writing down my thoughts and getting stuff out so i feel even more refreshed just because you know it i have been putting that off for a while and i talked to my therapist about it about just you know kind of the stuff i was going through with that and so she was like i'm gonna start giving you more assignments so you'll be accountable and have responsibilities and so i was like well i don't like how that sounds but it's gonna work so but yeah man the week has been pretty good bro and <laughs> tomorrow's a special day so we kicking your birthday off correctly yeah you know what so, it's a, yeah, i'm, I'm, I'm happy about, i'm happy about that yeah because i'm about to be you know what because I'm about to be 42, mm-hmm. and I look younger at 42 than I did at 32. Mm. Oh my goodness, this boy looks amazing, but you know what? I can't talk about my week just yet. We gotta go to the Iconic mm-hmm. first. Tell us about your week, bro. Oh, uh, uh, cold. <laughs> I don't like the cold. Word. I absolutely despise the cold, man. As soon as it got cold, I just didn't want to go nowhere. But um, started a new, uh, new new job this week so that was cool trying to get back thank you thank you um trying to get back in the groove i've been working from home since last march and now i'm back on site so trying to get back you know i felt tired after two days just driving into the office you know what i'm saying and coming back i was like man how did i used to do this before (laughs) yeah but yeah so it's like i'm trying to i'm trying to revert back to that um started going back to the gym that started last night with Jay. Um, <laughs> so trying to get back, trying to get back into that. Um, it, it just been kind of really focused on. I have a single that's dropping tomorrow. Um, yeah. Des- Desperados. Um, so I've I've kind of been stressing and focused on that, um, even as we speak. But uh, but yeah, I mean, all in all, it's been it's been a blessing. It's been a blessed week, man. And then Jay last night, you know, told me, you know, if I asked me if I wanted to be part of the officially part of the family, and um, and I said, yeah, why not? Let's do it. I asked you during the day, and we talked about it. Oh, last okay. <laughs> well, I've been away so, for too long. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another thing, and it's gonna be fresh on the air. Like, so E, do you want to join the Brother Empowerment Committee? You asking me? Yeah, you. Oh, no, oh, the other what does e. it entail? Do I gotta give blood? Like, what? What happened? Yeah, you gotta give a little blood. Okay, okay. Yeah. You gotta drink blood out of a chalice. Yeah, we blood brothers for real around here. And you gotta do a thing where you slice your hand, we put it, press it up against each other. You gotta do that too. I'm ready. <laughs> no question. No question. <laughs> well, good. Well, my week um was a little. It was a little stress. Well, the last couple of months, mm-hmm. well, last couple of weeks were stressful. Um, in the last couple of months, you know, they were getting to me, and we talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. For those who didn't know, yep, me and my wife decided to go through a separation, and we're still working those things out. Um, we don't know if it's you know indefinite or temporary. We don't know, mm-hmm. but. You know, any change is not health. Like any change is not fun. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. say it's not healthy. It's not fun, and so sometimes going through that, you don't have any control of your emotions because whether something is good or bad, you're used to your rhythm. Mm-hmm. And when your rhythm changes, a lot of times you change. Oh, they switched up on us. But a lot of times, <laughs> you know, you change. But <laughs> things are at a place where they're just getting better, mm-hmm. day in and day out. Things are getting better. 
Um, one of the things that I have is just a renewed focus yep. on the things that we're about to do. And um, we're just going to continue to move forward. I'm, I'm definitely excited. I did work out in the gym and I'm going to continue to do that. Um, having somebody that's close because Ahmed is literally a rock throw away from me. Mm -hmm. Well, Iconic is a rock throw away from me. So having someone that close can tell you, like, get your fat butt out this house and go run on this treadmill. <laughs> I didn't say that. I did, that was not a quote. I did not say that. He literally said that. Cordell, how come, how come he wasn't able to work out with you, but he could work out with, with Iconic? What happened? You okay. Baby Hulk, I can tell you a whole bunch of things. He liked to lift weights. Like, <laughs> I don't even know if he does cardio. He just sit around. I ain't trying to do that. I want to do some cardio and do a good little combination. And Iconic does all of that. I do do cardio. He does <laughs> cardio all day. Not all day. He lifts trucks in houses. If that's cardio, you know what? You do breathe a little bit. So I'm sorry. You do oxidate your lungs. But anyway, we're not going to argue about that. But yeah. You know what? We'll come to you, E. Let's go to our special guest. Because <laughs> they done switched in everything. <laughs> Lady yeah, Bounce what's up? Yeah. And Mr. Picket Fence. What up, what up, what up? Yeah, I was having some computer issues, so I had to dash to her camera. Yeah. What's up, good people? What's happening? Tell us, what's tell up, us who you are, who you is, who you be. Where you from? All that good oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that. First. Ladies first. Ladies first. Oh, we about to start singing. Ooh. First, first. Hey, all right. So, um, I'm Lady Bounce, I'm one half of the Fly With Us podcast. I'm the best half of this guy over here, the best thing that ever happened to him or his children. <laughs> In my day job, um, I'm a high school intervention specialist, so I hang out with high school kids all day long to keep me young, keep me fresh. In my evening time, when I'm not being his wife, their mother, then I'm self helping, self caring, self loving. And helping everybody else to do it too through our podcast. Word up. My name is Jay Webb, aka MC Picket Fence. I'm a recording artist. Um, her better half. <laughs> <laughs> the best thing that happened to her and the oh, kids. My partner. <laughs> um, and I am uh, also a certified natural health consultant, one half of the Fly With Us podcast. And we just try to promote self-care, self-love, mm -hmm. mental health care, and a lot of other stuff. We try to chop it up about everything. Life know. lessons, love lessons, and everything in between. Word up. Word. Awesome. Well, and I was on their podcast last week, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, last week. Yep. Yep, was last week. And you're going to see us doing a lot more collaborations. Um, mm -hmm. The webs were my cousins that I found via 23andMe. <laughs> Word we up. Won't say, we won't say anything. Um, too, too iconic. Favorite rod one, so we won't say anything. But um, E, tell the people about you, and then you just joined the committee, so yeah. after a while, you won't get no special treatment. You know, this might be your last one. You just get credits. <laughs> well, I am a good friend slash. I should put brother slash friend, brother of Cordell and Dwayne, mm -hmm. advocate of love. Well, not officially yet, but I'm working on that. Um, loving father, loving loving. Uh, spouse last mate, <laughs> just just a brother. That's all. A dope brother with a lot of knowledge. You know so, what I'm saying? Thank yeah, you. So, Thank so you. we're gonna go with the guests. Like yes. who we got on? You ready? Yes. All right. First and foremost, we got Chanel's in the building. My soul roar. Yeah. What's going on, Chanel? Whoop whoop. Hello. No. We got my booski. 
She-Hulk herself is in the building. Hey, babe. What's up? What's up? Oh, and thank you for my birthday gift. That's what I was calling you for. But well, go ahead. <laughs> we got Ricky, a.k.a. The Beard in the building. What's going on, bro? What's going on, Bourbon Beard? <laughs> uh, we got Sean Bates from YouTube land holding it down. What's going on, Sean, man? Hey, bro. You're right. It does not. But some be some be close. Yeah. It be crumbling, but it don't crack. <laughs> Yeah, Sean. See, I'm. We're glad you. We're glad you're on the no no cold zone. Yep, glad to have you over here. I saw the, the people from the New building? York that moved. Back. Back. <laughs> He's about back like he never left. <laughs> What's going on, Deshaun, bro? So we got Shantika in the building holding us down in YouTube land. Also, what's going on, Shantika? They don't do that. I be doing my hit workouts. Don't do that. That's don't, whatever. We're we're a unit. Don't 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 do that. He talking about running. <laughs> the, um, she and, um, tells no yeah. lies. Running insomnia cookies. That's his cardio. <laughs> he runs to get that uh pound cake. <laughs> right. Hey, I will do that though. Hey, Ricky man. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, Mama Garnett. Hey, Mom. Oh, Nick, Nick, look at her. She's there and she here. Hey, big sis, what's going on? What's going on? Anybody else who's viewing, make sure you chime in. But we're gonna go ahead and get started. This was from last week, yeah. but I just love it. So, so I'm not deleting it. We're going to talk about it again. Look. How did I know this? I didn't Yo. know put this back up. I'm going I'm to read it. The capacity <laughs> for friendship is God's way of apologizing for our families. Jay McInerney. McInerney. I just think that's just an amazing quote because that's how I feel. Because <laughs> you can't choose your you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends. And they and they some I have some dope friends like yeah. man I have some amazing friends. My friends now is like amazing and it's like I it's funny because you're like I forgive you God. Yeah I forgive you for giving me that bad family. <laughs> well it's like you can you can choose your it's like you know you can choose your family but you can't choose who you relate to by blood you know because family is more than just blood relation. You know, so as the quote goes, um, the blood of the coven is thicker than water of the womb. You know, so you can't choose your family because it was Jada taught me that friends are nothing more than family that you choose. So I don't even look at, you know, friends is the same way anymore. Like it's family and associates and then other everybody else. Strangers. Yeah. What y'all what y'all got? I love this. I love this quote. This is probably gonna, is gonna be my quote for a minute, but I'm sorry. Who should go first? Should I go? Yeah, Where go you ahead. talking? Go ahead. I, I, I like the phrase because I understand it, but for me personally, and this is on a personal <coughs> level, the word apologizing there just slightly just rubs me the wrong way because it implies that a mistake was made. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to put that on the Almighty, me personally. But I would say I would change that wording. From apologizing to compensating, I like that word better. Compensating sounds a lot better, definitely. Yeah, or a okay. gift, yeah, that too. Making up for, I mean, you know, mm -hmm. a do over. Oh, that's a mistake. My a bad. Mistake. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I would say also that a lot of my friends are. Most of my friends who are holding near and dear are closer to me than family, definitely. Mm -hmm. So I consider them to be family. Like I call my close friends my brothers and my sisters because that's what they are to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
For sure, me too, man. Yeah, usually when I say somebody is my friend, they're associate. That's like the lowest level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but if if I call you some type of relation, we good. Yeah, yeah. You got anything? I kind of you had said everything you said last week. You have nothing else to say about this. Yeah, I ain't got nothing. But I do, I do appreciate, I do appreciate Elijah's like that. That's a very good point because I didn't, that didn't even cross my mind that the word apologizing there is is kind of giving it the feeling that God had made a mistake and I actually don't uh, I don't like that. Don't like well, that. in our scriptures, it does say that we force him to repent. <laughs> forced, forced who to repent? The Heavenly Father. We force him to repent. Oh, yeah. We ain't got nothing like that. He was so, <laughs> diso- we were so disobedient. He was like, goodness gracious. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> like, why did I create y'all? <laughs> <laughs> I have discovered in life that there are ways of getting almost anywhere you want to go if you really want to go, Langston Hughes. Ooh. I, I believe that. I really do. Um, the Boris. phrase, yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the phrase or the question, rather, like, how bad do you want it? Like, that's what this symbolizes to me. Like, how how much do you want what you want, or how much do you want to get to what you want to get to? Yeah. Sean said, "If we're all gods, if we're all children of God, maybe He just introducing you to family you needed to know." Ooh, bars, bars, what is bars. That was actually pretty dope, Sean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up, Rock? What's up, Rock man? What's up, Rock? What's up, Lenora? What's up, Lenora? Okay. So what y'all got on that? Well, this speaks to me uh, truly in what I do every day as I'm talking to uh, the the kids that I work with. I work in a dropout prevention credit recovery high school. So we have like those throwaway kids and those kids that nobody cares about, you know, the kids that are easy to turn your back on. And so I have to tell them all the time that if you really want it, there's nothing out there stopping you from getting it, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Now, I would like it to be their high school diploma and good jobs, but they have, you know, taught me the ways of the streets and shown me that if they want it and it's in the streets, they're going to get it too. Yep. So we just try to steer them toward the positive side. But that that's really true. If you want it and you really, really want it, you'll go get it. Yeah, I agree. And I think that you could look at it many different ways, but it accounts for all ways. If it's location, if it's learning, if it's something that you want to attain, um, you can just, you have, there always a way to get it. You just yeah. got to grind it out. Yeah. 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 I guess for me, the thing that resonated with me more than anything is that sometimes we may think that we're obsessed with what we think we want versus mm-hmm. what we truly want. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when we're feeling like we're at a, stagnant place in life is really because we're not 100% confident in what it is that we want. So like, do we want fame? Mm -hmm. Do we want popularity? Do we want wealth? Do we want riches? Or do we really just want to make an impact? Yeah. Though some of those things are very similar or can work in tandem, Mm -hmm. sometimes the focus on it is what's totally different and that sometimes can stop us from getting to where we need to go. Like, 
I think we talked about this last year. One of the things that I discovered in my journey is that I used to be so ashamed of my gifts, not because I didn't think I was talented. I didn't like for other people to feel insecure Mm -hmm. around me. So I wouldn't say I had gifts. I would usually take a lower level position. Like whenever I ran for office, I would rent, I would run for vice president or like secretary. Mm -hmm. I would never run for lead roles, even when I was acting and things like that. And so I didn't realize that those habits actually spilled over into adulthood and I would never pursue my full um, capacity of my gifts mm-hmm. or my potential because in my mind subconsciously, I've always said make room for other people when a lot of times I could have been walking in rooms that were only made for me. Yeah. And because I didn't understand that, I was doing a, a higher level of self-sabotage that was going under the radar because it still was some level of marginal success. So, and I think about that a lot, like I'm not where I could have been because I wasn't focused on what I truly wanted. I was focused more on making other people feel welcome at a table that they weren't invited to. Word. Oh, Ooh. Langston Hughes, um, he's, he's, he's one of my favorite writers like of all time. His work's so inspirational. But can I ask a question about that? Why do you think he included the word almost in there? Well, if we can answer, oh, go to me, that says that there are no matter how much you want it, there are some places where you simply cannot go, Mm -hmm. whether that be a place that is going to be, you know, to your betterment or you think to your betterment or to Mm -hmm. your detriment. Maybe you don't need to be in those places, even if you really think you want to be in those places. That was my thought, too. Just not an element. She really is the better half. I like that. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then the other thing is, if you think about Langston Hughes, um, he's one of my favorite writers, too, bro. Um, You You want to fight for him? What you want to do? I I will never fight E. I won't fight you, either. Mr. Tricep, but um, I think that Langston Hughes also always spoke about the present time too. Mm-hmm. And even with what he was wrestling with, and he knew that there are certain places that he would never be able to be, period. No matter how bad you wanted it, no matter how qualified you were for it, he even knew that there's always going to be and I, you know what, me and I kind of talk about this a lot. There are um, social constructs that we contend with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes whether we agree with them or not, they can still hinder us from being 100% us regardless of that. And it's, it's funny because sometimes people talk about, oh, well, oh, we talk about social constructs as it relates to manhood. Mm-hmm. People can say, well, my wife don't believe that. Yeah. Your wife may not believe that. The husband may not believe that. But you best believe when they leave that door, they're still going to wrestle with it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) So, like, um, Jay can be a stay-at-home dad. But guess what? Nikki can be cool with it. Jay can be cool with it. But guess what? Society still going to say, you got that man at home not working. Mm -hmm. And she got to defend that, even though she may not agree with it. 
she still has to defend it. And that social construct still wears on you because you still got to fight it. And I think that we sometimes act like, oh, you got to just have a positive mental attitude. Yeah, but there's a certain time that we have to realize that we're contending with things that drain the hell out of us. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with whether we agree with it or not. It's just sometimes things are what they are. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny that that you said that, because when I finished, when when I was going through school, Jay worked full time. I worked part time. When I finished school, we did a role reversal. So he supported me all through school. I graduated. I'm like, okay, it's time for you to, you know, take a break, have a seat. His job downsized and they got rid of his whole department. And so just like you said, I had to defend the fact that he was a stay at home dad to a lot of people. And I would say stuff like, hey, I don't drive. I get driven. I don't have to drive anymore because he drove. He took the kids everywhere they needed to go. That soccer mom stuff was over for me. I didn't cook unless I felt like it. I didn't do laundry unless I felt like it. I'm like, this is the life. You should get one of these. But <laughs> to people who didn't understand it, it was like, you just let him sit at home? Absolutely. He let me sit at home. He let me, you know, do what I wanted to do. My grandparents were the only ones that we were around that we talked to that were okay with it and understood it because my grandma never worked. So she was like, if that man take a rest and it's working for y'all, then who cares? What anybody else has to say but i was you know having to defend the lifestyle that was working for us to everybody else and it did get tiring i'm like just don't worry about it mm-hmm. yep. like you mad because i got a house husband i like it he like it too <laughs> i love nikki yeah and i love her voice too so it makes it so much better yeah. <laughs> hold on let's get to these comments real quick guys uh, let me say something real quick <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, hey, Iconic. What's up, man? No, hey, man. Hold on. Hold on. Deshaun said, since I did grow up with my biological family, I was forced to make friends family. If you gain the title family from me, then you are dear to my heart. And that is actually true. Sean said that was his one. And Rock said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right, Henry Ford. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Chanel said, as long as it doesn't alter your morals, go for it, work for it, and own it. Yeah. Ricky said, the idea of something is always more appealing than the process. Me. <laughs> <laughs> the beard. Hey, I like that, though, Ricky, man. I like that, bro. <laughs> What's up, Rick? What's up, Rick, man? What's up, Mama Jackie? Hey, Mom. Thank you, Kim. Hey, Kim. Okay. I, huh? All right. So, Elijah, Elijah, you asked you asked why he said almost. Mm-hmm. So, I'd like to think Langston Hughes believed in God. And to me, when I read almost, I think he put it there. Because you could try as hard as you want to get somewhere. But if God does not want you to go there, you will not go there. He is the one that allows those things to happen. So, yeah, you can almost go anywhere you want if God wills it to. That, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, that's a good I would like to add to that statement. Um, a lot of people like to make a lot of excuses about why they aren't where they want to be. But I would recommend asking yourself, is that sure? Are you sure you really, really want that? Because that a lot of times it's easy to make excuses for things that you don't really want to do. You know, 
you don't make excuses of why you can't do things that you really want to do. You just find another way. Right. I guess we got to be clear, too, of um, clarifying between really wanting something and feeling like you're worthy of something. Mm. Because sometimes, Jay included, if you don't feel like you're worthy of something, you may let it pass you by, even though you may really want it. And so I'm even still struggling with certain things that I know that I truly want and stepping out doing it. Asking for money with a nonprofit is one of the main ones that is so uncomfortable for me. But if I really want to take love as a parable to the next level, I'm going to have to get comfortable with asking for money and, and not looking at it as a handout because I have poor issues. Like I was homeless before, so I know what it feels like to be poor and all of that stuff. So having that in the back of my mind, I have to fight with that and say, no, we're doing something that is really great. And people should want to invest in it. That's the whole purpose of having a nonprofit. But, and you know, it's not making an excuse. It's truly sometimes a blockage that we have in life, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I want to point out too that uh, Iconic, when he threw the pen at the screen, that's the first time I've ever seen somebody do that. He literally got mad. (laughs) 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 He's like, I don't want to wait my turn. (laughs) It's my turn. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm disappointed in you <laughs> not oh, um the uh, the greatest oh. americans have not been born yet they are waiting patiently for the past to die saul williams <laughs> oh man oh, now this man. is my favorite port of all time though right. but i, I want to know what y'all think on it though I, I i'd like to point something out real quick well, um why americans so that's what he's talking about yeah but like the greatest people in the world aren't American. But so that's who all cares? But he said so the greatest cares, Americans. He didn't say they oh, I'm an American, so I care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, here. That's because you're an American. Just because, listen. Four years Naturalized. Ago, I would Naturalized. say for me, you know, Saul Williams is American, and I think you know he's always fighting the grain of America supposedly being the best right. of the best. So I think what he's probably trying to say here is that America's really not that great as we think it is. Right. And till we evolve, we aren't having seen the greatest America. Because, I mean, there was probably one time that people thought that um, many of the forefathers were the greatest. Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, uh, Mark Twain. There's probably an era where people thought those were the greatest Americans of all time. So and we know I think that era ended, brother. Yeah, I, I don't think that era is gone yet. Oh, no, it's not. It's not because <laughs> the people still hold them to such high regard that their teachings are still being taught. Right. So we're yeah. still developing people with that same mind state. Right. So I think that's where he might. For me, that's where he probably was going is that we've, we right. we're holding the wrong people up high mm-hmm. and to say, hey, the greatest hasn't even come yet. And yeah. until we as a collective evolve our thinking we're not going to see the greatest that's my cousin yeah no for real that's that's really exactly right i think you know out of all you know we think of all the innovations that have happened you know in this country um people that have created things you know wi-fi the cell phone uh which wi-fi was actually um invented by a black woman so you know we think we had there's all these things that got created you know, despite the division that exists because of the history of this country, 
And I feel what Saul's saying because imagine the strides that we can take as a, not just a country, but as as a, as a species, if there if that ugliness and that division wasn't there. I mean, we literally could do things that you know they they write about in science fiction novels, in my opinion. But we have this division that really stifles some people. You know, you have you have people that you know live and die in poverty without resources. Imagine if everyone, you know, everyone or even the majority of people had the the resources to really aspire to what they could be and how far it pushed it will push us up as a whole entire as, as a race as a species. You know, like just imagine that. So I definitely get what he's saying. I do. Ricky says, "Sorry, Saul, I'm here." <laughs> Harold says, "It takes resources and opportunities to do anything." that you want to do yeah what's up harold man what's going on brother chanel said america is it america really isn't that great yeah it's based really on so much lies they are fighting to hide it from being taught and they don't even teach it right to begin with yeah mama said so true she was agreeing with you jay um teens have a voice too they want the past to die because all the lies that's been told. Yeah. Um, the more modern we got, the suckier people got. <laughs> Can't open that link, Jay. Uh, not at the moment, Harold. It's perfect for this segment. Gotcha. Really not that great. Sorry. Well, you know what? I think that the bigger thing is we spend too much time, and I'm and I learned this even through counseling um, and mediation and through life coaching. We spend too much time trying to correct the past, anyway. Mm-hmm. You know that we can never really move ahead because we're trying to write what has already happened. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a lie, whether it's bad, whether it's good, it's like we spend so much time on that. We waste our life and the things that we can do moving forward. So I think that this is a more of an ode to getting rid of the past period, not necessarily talking about the lies, but saying stop living in the past. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's foundational. Yes, we can learn from it. But you literally have people. There are some people that call themselves so deep and all they're doing is talking about the past and they're literally are not making any progression because they're so frustrated, so angry with the past. So the greatest American has not been born yet doesn't necessarily mean a physical born either. Because you got to think about how Saul is talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one who truly is endowed in understanding how the past relates to our present and builds a better future is the greater American. Right. But the one who constantly just living in the past is doing us no justice. The one who is constantly getting upset about the past is really not helping us. But that one who can truly build and bring people together and truly make uh, truly make this world great is the greater American. And we have to speak in retrospect because for some strange reason, people feel just because I'm an, I am a black American, if I speak on the injustices that blacks face, that make me less American. Mm-hmm. I'm still American and I can still talk about black mm-hmm. injustices. I can still talk about being a Southerner. I can even talk about being Hebrew. I can talk about all of those things, but that doesn't make me less American, less black or less Southern. Yep. 
uh, several things can be true at one time. And we seem to struggle with that. And that's what the past does for us. It keeps us hostage to a time. Uh, I love that, bro. Yep. And I agree. Check the messenger, Jay, and play the segment and let... No, we're going to wait till you get your... um You on the show. <laughs> I love Harold. <laughs> no, when you... <laughs> Because he was supposed to be on it. Yeah. No, he won't his own. Yeah. No, we're going to pistol you in and you're going to play your own segment. <laughs> right, Jay? It doesn't say fix the past, let it die. Ideas, behaviors, talking points, the people are here, but haven't awakened under the muck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good Jay, our progression was taken at. She, she, yep, that's how I felt too. <laughs> when they took Angie Mom and made man, I understand. <laughs> If we focus too much on the past, you miss the present, waste the future. At the same time, we have to figure out how to heal wounds of the past first. This in regards to... You can't still try. I was going to say, yeah, man. Look. He's still trying. Hey, Harold, when you come on, bro, just save that. He's talking about it for this topic, though. <laughs> Yo, I want to I add something to what Sean said. Um, as far as like we have to figure out how to heal the wounds, I don't think we have to heal the wounds. I think we just need to cut the past. That's how you're gonna heal it. The problem that I see, and I'm and I came here as an immigrant, right? So my mentality, like w- growing up here, was always like an outsider point of view. Even until now, I have somewhat of an outsider point of view of this country, and it's like people don't want to stop living not even living in the past it's like they the mentalities the mindsets they haven't changed so the only way that you're going to move on and quote unquote heal the wounds is by just cutting it cutting mm-hmm. there's, not, there's nothing that you can learn from you, the past. oh there's nothing that you can learn from the past that we haven't already learned mm-hmm. there's nothing what else are we going to learn from it we know what what was done wrong in this country we know there's nothing else it's time to just cut it and keep it moving the people that are stuck holding on to these ideals um uh the mindsets all that kind of stuff those are the people that need to just out they need to go somewhere else take it somewhere else i think to your point too though um being an immigrant is just how like i know for a fact how black men feel Mm Like we feel foreign to this land, even though we're native born. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's always feeling like we're outside looking in. And as long as even when you're the majority, you're not the majority in consideration. Right. So like, even though we're growing, I think that that's just something that a lot of people who are not adjacent to a certain race all feel. And it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere. And we always feel like, why is it I'm outside looking in? Why is it that even though we say that there is a progression, but why does the progression always exclude me? Yeah. Yeah. Even when I'm there helping and trying to make it a part of it, it's like, why am I not part of that? And I think we all have that where we're looking through the peephole type field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We can't agree how to fix or heal it. Definitely have to heal forward. Yeah. Um, was, Eric said was... you can cut the past. One second, I got you, bro. Um, Sean said, right on, brother. Cutting could be healing it. Cauterize. Yeah. And, and Harold said the same thing in the past is happening now in the present. We'll continue in the future if we don't talk about it, see how we can resolve it and fix the issues. 
What you about to say, Jay? I would say I would agree mostly what Iconic said. Um, you do have to cut it. I think that the problem is, is that instead of cutting it, this country is moving towards changing the past or the stuff that they don't want to change. Why is it always same? Like how many slave movies do we have to have? Mm -hmm. And, and since so many people have been saying that for the last five, six, seven years, now, instead of giving us slave movies, they've decided to change history. Mm -hmm. uh, <coughs> Mark Twain is no longer going to have the N word in the book. Mm -hmm. um, they're talking about in schools not saying that there was slavery, say that they were indentured servants. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody volunteered to come. So I agree that yes, you you um you could cut it off, and I think that would be best. So I agree with iconic on that. I think that, but we have to make sure that it is a cutoff and not a changing of the past. Yep. Yeah, I think the cutoff is be I, you know what? I agree. Because I think the cutoff lies in honesty. Mm -hmm. And when you have honesty, it, it does something a little different. What do I mean by that is you have people currently who would defend slavery because they said, yeah, my, my granddaddy had slaves, but he didn't have that many. But that was that was the times that we were in. See, that's the part that you got to cut off. Mm -hmm. Just if, if you feel that if you know that slavery is wrong, slavery is wrong. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And and if your granddaddy did it, just because he your granddaddy and he made the best apple pie, your granddaddy still was a racist and he still had slaves and he still was wrong for doing it, even when it was in that time, because there were people of that time that did not have slaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was a choice yeah. for granddaddy to have slaves. It was mm -hmm. just like it's a choice now when people are learning history. And they know that they're sitting on borrowed, stolen land mm -hmm. and they're not giving all the people the land back. And you know it and you have it in the history book. Stop defending this saying, well, we're making it right. No, you're not making it right because guess what? There are still black people that are still 400, almost 600 years behind the start line. Mm -hmm. And we're not making those things right. So it's going to take a lot of honesty. So yes, we can talk about it. But I'm past talking about the situation if we're not going to put in viable steps to correct and leverage the things of the future in the present. That's correct. Yeah. There is a reason why my insurance is still um, high as a black man. And don't tell me because it's based off of hypertension and diabetes. Because you know what the problem is with hypertension and diabetes? If I was in my native land, hypertension and diabetes wouldn't be a problem. Why? Because they were diabetes were designed to help people live through famine. But because we're living in a place where we don't have famine, guess what? It seems like it's a bad thing. And because you don't teach the true history of what black people go through and they were taken from their native land, they're in a place where they're built. It's built literally against them. Mm -hmm. Just like sickle cell is good to fight against malaria. Yep. When we are in our places where we were supposed to be in our natural habitat, we thrive. Mm -hmm. But because we're now and not in those places, don't sit there and lie to me and tell me this is why. No, the reason why things are high is because the color of my skin. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Because there are a lot of sick white adjacent people who still have lower insurance than I do. Yeah. That's right. yeah and they have pre-existing diseases. Mm -hmm. All of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. Elijah, Elijah was about to say something. No, I was gonna say any form of life that you remove from its natural environment is gonna show an adverse rea adverse reaction to it. 
And it's, it's no mystery that we are far from our natural habitat. So obviously we're going to be fighting for a long time. Mm-hmm. But me personally, the, the phrase, I just don't agree with the phrase. I mean, I don't think there's a timing on when great people are born, unless he means the greatest generation of Americans. But if you're looking at individually, we've had so many great people in the past, it would almost dismiss all of them and say that the greatest is still yet to come. When there's been so many people who's done so much that <clears throat> will not be topped here in America, you know? So that's just how I feel about that. You can't disagree with Saul Williams on the show at all. Elijah, <laughs> so I, you know what? I totally agree with him. <laughs> Thank well, you. I mean, that took, but to that point. Now too, that that's corrected. <laughs> What, what are you about to disagree with him? No, I was gonna say get t- off the show. <laughs> <laughs> but no, to his point, I would I would say to that man, not even really as a counter, but just something to add, just to add on to that, or put parallel to it rather. I mean, don't we say don't people say all the time they want their their kids or next generation to be better than them? Mm-hmm. So you know, in a sense, they can be the greatest Americans because if everyone if the next generation is supposed to be better because they're learning from us and we have them really on our shoulders like we're supposed to they can they can't technically be the greatest uh, you know the americans especially at that time because if they're if we're pouring into them they're supposed to be, and they're better than us then why can't they be the greatest um chanel said harold oh she talking to him never mind okay <laughs> they no a, they, they yeah they having their own conversation <laughs> there's levels to lies though so there's always something to be learned from the past mm-hmm Chanel say the critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And she said, I want Ice Cube to follow up because he was on to something. <laughs> right. But guess what? Because he went the route he went, everybody dismissed it and wouldn't give him an opportunity to even put anything in place. But anyway, indigenous service was completely a different thing. It wasn't slavery. It was terrible. But they still had some rights. Slaves are robbed of everything, not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then Nikki having a conversation. I agree with Saul Williams' statement too. That's right. Jay gonna Jay gonna get at you, bro. <laughs> you're not you're not allowed on this show anymore. No Let me block him. <laughs> block off. <laughs> World records get broken all the time. Greater is always possible. Yeah, yeah, basis. I agree. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do somewhat agree with what Elijah said though, because it does seem like that's it's negating some of the greatest people in history with that the greatest people in history we move on yeah i mean i i yeah yeah um why'd you put a kanye west quote on is it kanye well- is the greatest now who's the better half says living well eliminates the need for revenge kanye that's actually good too. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I, you know, something in me says I want to disagree, but at the same time, disagree I get, with it, man. I know, yeah, dis- I get, disagree. I get what he's saying, and I, I mean, I, I'm at a crossroads because I can disagree, but I can also agree with that because it makes sense. I'm actually at that place yeah. in my life now yeah, where. It makes sense. When I really stepped into purpose, I don't respond the way that I used to. Yeah. Because when you live in purpose, you start living a better life. And I don't look to get them back. Guess what to get them back? That light. Because light and darkness cannot coexist. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to seek revenge. It's just me shining bright. 
Yeah. If I continue to shine bright, you won't even be in my presence. So what what do I have to worry about? Yeah. And a lot of people are held captive to they to the things that they've done to you. Mm-hmm. And by you responding, it gives them justification to continue to mistreat you or validate why they mistreated you. But when you living in your peace and living in your truth, you ain't got to get no revenge. Their their own consciousness will be their own revenge. It it'll do its own work. Yeah, yeah. I love the way that you put it, Jay. Yeah. But I don't think that's what Kanye meant. That's <laughs> you just don't you just don't like Kanye. No, I I agree. I don't think that that's what he meant. And and I would say that um, living well is the revenge. Mm. Without especially if someone's trying to be malicious towards you, you don't have to be malicious back. If you just live well on your own, like you said, you don't have to worry about those people. That is the revenge. Because if someone's intentionally trying to be malicious towards you, their end goal is to see you suffer. Mm -hmm. But if they see you living well, you don't even have to say anything. That is the revenge. Yeah. Because they didn't achieve their objective. Yeah. I I definitely will. We're saying the same thing. Yeah. I can definitely. Can I ask ask you a question on the panel? As the, the the black people on the panel, all of us basically. Um, <laughs> do, do you uh? No, honestly. <laughs> why you why you do that? <laughs> and you did it, bro. <laughs> you like, let me ask the black people something. You too iconic. <laughs> yeah, iconic black too, man. You black to me, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I but, told uh, him he Dominican. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I should I should uh. I should have clarified it as descendants of slaves, not just black, you know, because not everyone <laughs> black is a descendant uh, of, of slavery. You know what I mean? So what I mean is those of us that are descendants, <laughs> yo, Dwayne. <laughs> just ignore him, Elijah. Keep going, bro. I got you. I'm sorry, because I won't hear the questions. <laughs> about the those question. of us that, <laughs> yo, I can't get it off, man. <laughs> you see how you see I got a face though? He was like, I seen his head go down a little bit. That's why I was like, no, no, all of us. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Right. But I'm those ones that are descendants of slaves, do you feel that? Do you feel the need to take revenge for what we've been through, or do you think just living well it will be enough for what happened to us? Can I ask you a follow-up question? What do you mean by revenge in that circumstance? I mean, the atrocities that's been done to us, do you think payback is in order or do you think just living well should suffice? Payback as in doing the same atrocities back? Not necessarily the same atrocities back, but taking certain things back, I would say. I don't want to be specific on the type of revenge, but just right. I'm just asking, like, do you feel like just living well is enough to suffice for what was done to us? Or do you think that the people that upheld what happened to us should pay for it, regardless of how great we live? And we could be living like in paradise, but I, I still me personally feel like something should somebody should pay for something so great. This is like the worst thing to happen in humanity, slavery, that we have recorded. Mm-hmm. And no restitution for it, no reparation for it, no nothing. Is it just living well supposed to be eliminate that? I me personally, my internal feeling doesn't that doesn't eliminate it for me. 
so can I can I respond real quick? But I'm gonna I'm gonna say this first. Um, mm -hmm. I'm and I'm saying this from from a point of view where I don't have family that I know was enslaved. Right. Okay, but I think in terms of revenge, I think we have a responsibility to not necessarily get revenge, but we have a responsibility to ensure that nothing like that ever happens again in the future. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that revenge is going to be the way to do that if we're talking about an equal one-to-one -one revenge type deal. Mm -hmm. But I think we have a different responsibility, and, and I think that responsibility is a very great responsibility. And I don't think living well is the way to do that. And and honestly, it's one of the reasons why, I me mean, personally, there's there's a lot of I'm not, I'm not going to name any specific hip hop artists, but I, I feel like there's a lot of hip hop artists that take the living well as their way of getting through this. Right. Mm -hmm. But they never address. They don't take that responsibility because when you to me, when you're an artist or where you're anybody that has a mic that has influence, I feel like you have a responsibility to do something good with it. Okay. So as an artist myself, I feel like I have a responsibility to do whatever I can to whether whether it be bring awareness to certain things. Um, uh, as a father, I want to make sure that I'm raising my children to never think like those people were thinking back then. You know what I'm saying? Teach them the history, teach them right from wrong. That's the kind of revenge that I would rather do than than try to, you know, take back everything. Because it's I mean, we so far gone from that. You know what I'm saying? Like we need mm -hmm. we need to move forward and we need to change the future. I don't revenge to me is a is kind of like a I don't I, I don't know if I can justify revenge from that from that kind of like attackful perspective, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, can I add on to icon? I agree with icon and I would um also say that um you can't get revenge on the people that that started this whole thing because those people are long gone. And yes, we still have people that generations under them and those families to have some of those same mentalities. But like Icon said, we have the responsibility and the know-how now to make sure that that doesn't happen again. And I agree to also living well doesn't help from that type of situation. I think that artists do have a responsibility to, um, to do good, you know, I, I think that you shouldn't be detrimental. And a lot of artists now are leading youth to their own detriment. Um, I always talk about programming. Um, mm -hmm. And we have a choice of the programming that we select now. Um, some people are addicted to uh, trauma porn. You know, they want all the bad things. They get excited off of bad things. And and that's the thing, you know, somebody that's been involved in hip hop for a couple of decades now is that when I look back like uh, mid 80s to mid 90s, there was more of balance. Yeah, you had your gangster rap, but you also had if you had N.W.A. play on on the video, you also had tried follow that. Mm -hmm. And now it's like it's one continuous song all day same lyrics same uh frequency same tempo same lyrics there's no there's no balance in it and um 
because I think that all messages are important, even bad, because there are people that, you know, that have the mentality to separate entertainment from reality. But I think that for the youth that don't know how to separate that and they accept it as the true facts. Yeah. Um, so, and that can be misleading. Yeah. So I'll say to your question, E, I'm, a couple things. So the late the late great Nipsey Hussle said two things, two of many things that he said that I, that have always stuck with me are one, we have to change the way that we respond to things. As as we get older and we grow, we have to change the way that we respond to certain things, disrespect, all kinds of stuff. He also said that, which I believe, which I think that it's a form of what Kanye said, that success is the greatest form of revenge. And so I think that as black people, it literally, some other, other ethnic groups, it literally makes their blood boil and their blood pressure rise to see us persevere and succeed and thrive as a people, despite all the things we've been through as black people. Um, and I do think that revenge once you start that cycle, that's something that doesn't affect just you. It affects the generations behind you, um, like Tara said in one of her comments. That's something I think that if that were something that were to happen, especially in this country, that's something that would affect our children and our children's children. And that's something that we can't see that far down the looking glass. Like that's that's something that is going to ripple, uh, have a ripple effect for decades. And I don't know if, we, if it's easy for us to say that because we're at the age we're at now. But can you would you assign your children and their children to that to the effects of that, whatever that may be? That's I think that's a better question because it doesn't affect just you. And because we know how we know how vicious the people that oppressed us, we know how vicious they are and they play for keeps. <coughs> I think that we shouldn't necessarily be scared, but that's the kind of games that other, other that these people play. And if we want to play those games, know that we're just not we're not going to be the only ones that are going to be affected. And so I think that us as a people, black people, living well doesn't mean just necessarily living well in this country. Living well for us could be us as a whole migrating back to where we came from and living well there. And, I, and that right there would have all kinds of effects that we can probably think of and something we can't on other groups of people, our oppressors or whoever. Those could have all kinds of effects. So I think that living well has so many connotations. I think that, yes that can be um, better than revenge because revenge, you know, the movies, they say revenge just ain't worth it. And this and that, I think it's not worth it because it starts a cycle that you can't foresee how deep and how, how many cycles the cycle runs. That's why. Can I ask you a question to that though? Sure. Is there ever a time where revenge is necessary? I can't answer that question. Cause I don't know. Okay. I mean, I, it's a, it's a very subjective thing. To say that you need to get revenge, I I don't know. I don't know, bro. Gotcha. I think I think that sometimes we complicate things mm -hmm. by doing just this. It's mm -hmm. like you can tell how open minded a person is as soon as they say that they're open minded because they've already mm -hmm. shaped what they're open minded to. Yeah, and we as people still struggle with receiving information or receiving anything from people that we don't like. Like there are several things that can be true. Mm -hmm. Kanye is not well liked. We know that. Mm -hmm. <coughs> but is everything that he's saying not true because we don't like them? Word. Or is everything that a person that we truly like 
is true because we like them. Just because a person is intelligent, is everything that they say really smart or they can say some dumb things? <laughs> it's like we struggle with understanding that balance and sifting through what those things are. So to answer your question, E, how I look at revenge, is revenge ever appropriate? No, because I think that it's always coming from a self-gratifying place. Mm. I don't think that it's coming from a place like, and I want to make sure that we're clear with this. I want to make sure that avenge is different from revenge. Right. See, revenge is personal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I want to get you back. Now, do I think avenge is appropriate at times? Yes, because sometimes you may <coughs> a person who may not been able to protect themselves in a form of nobleness. And I don't have a problem with that. But when revenge is, when you become so focused on revenge, you actually release poison into your body where you become intoxicated. Mm -hmm. So you're not making clear thoughts. You're not making a clear decision. So revenge, I don't think, is ever appropriate. And that's why I do lean more back to this statement of living well, mm -hmm. um, which I did go and look up because what a cuz said, he actually is quoting George Herbert. Um, and living well is when you are at a place where you are balanced. Mm -hmm. And so when you are balanced and you're fo focusing on you, like I'm not focused on all the people that hurt me. Do you know, have you ever noticed that when people get upset, they count all the bad things that they've been through? Mm -hmm. Like, think about it. I'm tired of going through this. I'm tired. Of, I've been through this. I've been through that. And we can go on and on where we can literally make ourselves cry. I'm guilty of that. But how many times have we made ourselves dance and celebrate on all the great things that are happening? When I literally had to do this for the last two weeks, I had to focus on all the good that was happening so I wouldn't focus on all the bad because it's easy to count up the loss. Yeah. But have you really counted the gain? And I think that what's happening a lot of times is that we don't know how to live well. We know how to exercise, but we don't know how to be healthy. We know how to eat the right things, but we don't know how to be healthy. We know how to do certain things, but we don't know how to be healthy because we're looking at right as win or lose. And that's not it. Sometimes it's not about me doing anything to a person, but being me. And a lot of people don't know how to do that because they want really they want people to come to them and apologize they want people to really come in there and feel bad and most importantly some people just want them to feel the pain that they felt so even after you apologize to them you got people coming up talking about that ain't good enough because they really want people to feel that pain and unfortunately i will never know what it feels like to be ue i can apologize a thousand times i can truly be remorseful but i will never know what that pain feels like for you and that's what we're trying to feel. And that's some that's a void that only we can feel inside. Mm -hmm. I do agree with Iconic. Like, yeah, we have to put steps in place where we can assure that those things won't happen. But that's being able to have conversations, even with people we don't like mm -hmm. and accepting the good and the truth, even from the people we don't like. And I think that that's where we struggle. We still are living in times where people, and this is not even about Kanye, when they don't like a person, they throw away everything that that person is bringing, even if it's some of the good. Mm -hmm. 
And I struggle with that. I struggle with people who don't understand that. I struggle with people who don't understand what they're doing. I've had the same conversation about Little Nas X. You may not agree with him, but nobody wants to agree that the church did that to him. Oh. Nobody want to agree and have that conversation. So if we're going to have conversation about what somebody should not be doing, we also need to have a conversation about what has been happening. What is the, what is really shaping these responses and these reactions? Because some of us are reactionary where some of us are learning to be responsive. And that alone is what happens. And people will take your growth as an insult. And so it will be a mental or psychosomatic form of revenge that they feel inflicted on themselves that you had nothing to do with. It was all self-induced. So there are people that are be out there when you live in your best life are pissed off at you saying, look at E, how dare he be happy mm -hmm. after what he did to me? What did he do to you? They can't even think of it. People are looking for reasons to be mad at you. People are looking for reasons to not support you. So what do you do? You do well anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think we don't have those conversations enough. So I'll wrap it up because you guys have been very poignant in your responses. But I'll say this. First of all, the old Kanye is the greatest. And I stand by that. And I will follow on that sword no matter what. Anyway, As a producer. As a producer, and, and his first album, can't touch it. The rest of them, not so much. The stuff he does now, absolutely not. That's but the anyway, one thing I don't think he can do is rap. I feel like I have and to I speak love on thing as the only lady on the panel because we are notorious for being vengeful, revengeful. We got songs about it. Come pick up your feelings. I'm going to bust the windows out your car. So for me, because I live in a place of protecting my mental health above all things, I don't dwell in revenge. I don't have time for it. I don't have time to let my mind go there because as I'm thinking about all the ways to get you back, I could have been kicking it with my man. I could have been kicking it with my friends. I could have taken my kids out for ice cream, but instead I'm still, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to get this person back. That is such a waste of our energy. Mm -hmm. It's such a waste of my time. And all of that, trying to, you know, get revenge against another person. And you, wherever you are, you ain't thinking about me anyway. You ain't thinking about what you did to me and thinking about any revenge that I'm going to, you know, dole out upon you because you you did what you did, you said what you said, and you've moved on. So why am I still holding on to it? Like the old adage says, that's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah. I just don't, I don't have time for it. So I'm going to live what is living well to me my version of living well might not be your version of living well when i'm living my best life that might not be what it looks like for you but for me i'm eating good i'm driving i ain't catching a bus my bills are paid and to me that's that's living my best life i'm happy in everything that i do so i don't have time to focus on trying to make somebody else unhappy and hope that it's gonna work because what if i do all of this to get you back and it don't work and you still ain't feeling no type of way. I don't waste all this time, energy and money to get you back for what? Yeah, it's so it's so good that you say that, because um, when me and E first became friends, we had mutual friends um, and somebody used to come up to me and say, he said this about you. I'd be like, I don't know that E. He didn't say that to me. You know what I mean? And they would literally say that, like, how can you be cool with somebody who said that? He said it to you. 
he ain't said to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And even though it was stuff about me, and it was like when he said what he what the person said he said, he provided context to it. I was like, oh, that makes sense. And we moved on from it, and we was cool. Like, did we ever beef? We ain't beef about nothing. Because if you allow space, like, I allow E to be E around me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be me around anybody. I don't care who you are. I'm going to just be me. Mm -hmm. And so I can't focus on what you got going on, mm -hmm. because I got too much stuff going on here, and I'm trying to make sure that my light is shining bright. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that people miss that sometimes. Like, if you really focus, you can take anything and put it in context, and you can take anything and take it out of context. That goes for your relationships. That goes for even your comments. And I think that sometimes we pass blanket judgment on people, and we don't give people the grace or the latitude to just be people at the end of the day. Like somebody can be mad and they telling you a story. They not yelling at you. They mad about the incident that happened in their life. But you sitting there saying, don't yell at me. Mm -hmm. They not yelling at you. And we don't understand people enough to do that because we lack control of ourselves. So we try to control people. We try to control every situation. Oh, I ain't gonna, look, I ain't gonna go all the way up here, but... Um, hold, Jake, can you, can I, do you mind... Elijah, I want to hear what what your answer is to your question. Um, it's a little different than what you guys are saying. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think, cause I think, I think an oppressor or an oppressive person would love for people to have the mentality that you guys just displayed because now they feel like, oh, we can do whatever. And they just going to worry about focusing on themselves and being happy while we just keep capitalizing off of them. Whereas I feel like I agree with your initial statement in something has to be done to prevent them from thinking it's okay to do these things. Is that revenge or not? It, I, I mean, I guess, I like, guess in a form. I wouldn't call it revenge. I call that protecting yourself. But Yeah, but if okay. you're going back, it's like it's twofold how he did it. Mm -hmm. Like if you come to me and think that you're going to put a, a, a noose around my neck mm -hmm. and I punch in your face, that's not revenge. No. You see what I'm saying? Self-defense. If you go and do something to my children and I come I come for repayment, mm -hmm. that ain't that ain't that ain't revenge either. That's avenge. That's avenge, right. You see what I'm saying? That's avenge, right, right. So it's like, but if I'm if I'm gonna go back and now take land because laws are in place, I can't really justify that revenge because all it's going to do is hinder the progression I could have made outside of the system. So the best form of revenge is learning the law that they got in place now and changing it, which has been happening. And I want to highlight this. This is one of the greatest things that has been happening for the black women demographic because they have been the most progressive demographic for the last 20 years. And they're getting in places to change legislation to change the way things are being enforced. And that's the only way that you can do it. And so some people will look and say, dog, it took 20 years for them to do that, but they are doing it. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So that's the better way. Now they could have done a lot of the things like other people did. We could have did the protest. We could have did the marching, which I do think all is appropriate in its own place, but we do need people that are already at the table, not demanding a seat at the table. And that, 
is what I do see happening. And I think that that is the best form of avenge, not necessarily revenge, but we can look at it kind of the same. You know what I mean? We went over. This quote makes me a little bit wary, too, when we're talking about like from an artist perspective, right? Because it's an artist saying this. OK, mm-hmm. so a lot of artists have this mentality where they're like, man, forget revenge. I'm just going to make this money. The problem is you make a money for the people, the same people. They enslaving you. They enslaving this. But guess what? Slavery ain't started. stopped in hip hop. They still enslaving. You might be, quote unquote, living well and making all this money. But you're just a slave to whatever that paycheck, whoever signed that paycheck tells you to do. And so Kanye me, said that, and people told him he was crazy, bro. Now, what you are. Kanye is, said that exactly. This whipping the other slaves. Right. Right. Like new slaves. That's what he calls it. No, Kanye yeah. said that when Kanye was on, and I'm gonna tell you, they said he was going crazy. He was on the Sway show and he said, I am not successful. Mm-hmm. And he was like, What are you talking about? You on the verge of being this, 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 and that. He said, Until I'm the one making the decisions, I am not successful. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you what happens, and we can talk about it because I don't care no more. It happens mostly to black artists. Mm-hmm. Whenever black artists began to speak truth, they're labeled crazy. Mm-hmm. They're labeled cl- crazy and then they're blackballed. And then all of a sudden it becomes popular opinion that they're crazy. And they might get killed or they might die. Well, or they plane might magically fall out the sky or something, you know? But if you think about it, you know, in, in terms of that, we really are, everybody on this planet is a slave to something. I, I got to get up tomorrow morning and I got to be at work at eight o'clock. Those kids are coming in the door at 8 15 and my principal don't want to hear nothing else. Yeah, but that's not the same as slavery. But it is because I'm a slave to my job. Ain't nobody out there beating. But you got to choose not to go to that job, though. But you're also doing something positive. Right. And I, I mean, I do love what I do. I'm just saying. But I'm talking about artists. I'm talking about artists like Brother Jay was talking about the artists that go out there and talk about the drugs and talk about the hoes and talk, excuse my language and talk about all of these other things that are mentally keeping us down here. Absolutely. Because that's who's the, the person writing the check is saying, this is what I need you to make an album. The whole album got to be about drugs and clubbing. Why do they want the album? I'm, there's that conspiracy about why NWA got so aggressive. Why did NWA suddenly start talking about F the police and getting all gangster? Why did they tell them to do that? They told them to do that because, and I don't know if this is 100% true, they told them to do that because the people that are running the jails, that own the jails, wanted to fill up their jails and make some money. Mm-hmm. What better way to do it than incite the entire uh, African-American black population and get them to be violent and put them all in jail. And, and well, also actually, for that, they, to, to what but, Jay was saying about uh, being crazy and being successful and crazy, we've all seen and heard about Dave Chappelle. When he was supposedly crazy, let me tell you, I've never seen a more humble, cool person. He lives in our area. And he used to come to our shows or we would go to other shows and see him. I ain't never seen a more beautiful, crazy person because mm-hmm. he definitely kept his cool. And you could tell, in you know, what all the controversy with his uh, new special and stuff like that. You could tell that he's had time to really think, mm-hmm. really think about all these different situations. And, and, and like I said, seeing him often 
you could tell that he was just tired of being the person that was delivering what he thought wasn't the best message to be delivering. Mm -hmm. And he had to break free from that. And, and I think that's what's needed. Now, I need one of these artists that are giving bad programming to wake up and say, oh, okay, it's time for me to stop. But if I stop, then my money stops and I need this money. Maybe, maybe not. You ain't never been poor like I've been poor. You don't know what it's like. But this is this is where I had this problem with this from. People talk about like these people twerking and doing all of this stuff. It's been going on. Right. I no generation that grew up with Millie Jackson better say nothing about <laughs> provocative. Because nobody is raw than Millie Jackson on this planet. And That's we grew true, up but in Millie the era Jackson of wasn't on the radio. Millie Jackson yes, was the at the no, no, Millie Jackson sir. was at the American okay. Legion and at the, uh, no. at the Duke Joints and Family Picnics. No, sir, you talking to somebody who's from Georgia who know who know Millie Jackson was very much on the radio and she she still sells out stuff when she do something. Oh, definitely, definitely. But she was never on the radio here. <laughs> I could say okay, that. how about this? But she was Thomas, at the American Legion. Thomas, Love to love you, baby. Was almost ten minutes of sexual in in the window, and it was very popular. I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm just tired of people acting like this is something new. Sexuality has always been part of it. It's present, but the difference people, is, is that there no, was a balance a back then. There's no balance now. No, 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 no. It's the same balance. We we just don't. We just became no. We just became what our parents are because the parents said the same thing. They sure did. And yep. you guys made excuses for those rappers who did the same thing. Mm -hmm. One of the I biggest to, ones. I have, to, I have to disagree, fam. Because okay, you, you can disagree all day long, but it don't change the fact that people <laughs> still, people still know Jay Z how he came out. He got his dirty money, but all of a sudden people looking at him as good because he's a billionaire. Y'all made excuses for him. Make excuses for the let other me, one. Let me ask you a question. I'm not through. How often I'm did not you through hear 444 on the radio? Listen, I'm not. Hold listen, on. I got, I got it. I'm not through with the... Um, no, because we sit here and we talk about we believe in women <laughs> being free and we want women to have certain liberations. But as soon as a woman takes charge of her own body, you want to pass judgment? Well, you don't believe in that. Just, mm -hmm. just stop saying you do. It is a woman's prerogative to do whatever she wants to do with her body. Madonna did the same thing, and then all of a sudden she became English, and people forgave her. I mean, the list goes on. Not even talking well, about that. Is, I, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying about women and women having their rights to be free. No, I'm talking about my, what my, is different now that didn't happen. I can show you a reference this, that okay, happened. Okay, this is the before. part that I disagree with. It's the balance. What you is hear, the balance? Hear, well, okay, here's the balance. What's the, the nasty chicks out? Meg the, Meg the man, man horse. <laughs> um, the stallion. The stallion. What's the other one? I don't know. Cardi B. Cardi B. You hear them on the radio, but how often do you hear them in the radio comparison to Rhapsody, Star, Rock, Balance? There's no balance. You never hear Star. You never hear Rock. You never hear Rhapsody on the radio. Bro. You okay, live in North Carolina. How case, often do you hear Rhapsody on the radio? That's the case. Never. How much never. trash? How much trash New York music? Not to you, Elijah, but I'm just saying. How much <laughs> trash hip hop? 
artists get credit from New York and they don't do the South the same way. And it's lyric, it's lyric, it is lyricists that will murder that junk that they be doing up in um, New that, York. That's my point, cuz. Rhapsody is from down there with y'all. How no, that's my point too, though. But you talking about balance. It ain't never been, in that case, it ain't never been balanced, bro. Yes. No, there was there was a balance in terms of content on the radio. There yes. was a balance Win. in terms of they used to play because they used to play people like Nas on the radio. They used to play people like Common on the radio. They used to they play people like Tribe Paul Try. Quest on the radio. Karen now the radio. No, huh? I remember when I was twelve when, when I thought I was. I thought I was Yo, a big but there's artists. I rap. I rapped the whole song of self destruction to my baseball team and thought that I was that deal. If a kid try to do that now, they gonna get beat up because those songs don't exist now. And, and to Jay's point, and to Jay's point, like when you have artists like Rhapsody, when you have artists like Lupe Fiasco, even even J Cole, hit majority of his music don't make it to the radio anymore because the radio is now full of Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, Lil Nas X, everybody that they want to push in front of you because they own who gets pushed. The, the difference now, the difference now is that we actually do now have a choice in streaming who we listen to. That's but the my... problem, but the problem is even in streaming services, if you go pull up Apple or Spotify, the first hundred things that are going to be listed are the top that they chose to be the top. So all of the good to? conscious, the stuff that could balance out this other stuff which we used to have a balance of back then, no longer exists unless you really dig in deep. I think that's a cop-out. I, no, I think that's a cop-out. You're talking to it somebody is. who's 42 years old who lived through all of these generations, and that's cop-out because the same thing was said. My grandma said the same thing to my mama about the music she was listening to. My mama said the same thing about talking about back then we had balance. We, we didn't do this. I don't know why y'all this way. And I'm like, have you heard that? And then even my grandma music, yummy, yummy, yummy. I got love in my tummy. That's talking about somebody. But you guys, we act like this stuff is new. It's not. And if you really want balance, we got to be intentional. We just had a conversation about that. When, oh, I, when I, I go, no, no when I go to my YouTube, when I go to my YouTube music, because I don't do Apple, I love my Samsung. I don't care what y'all say, but when I go I to got, my hey, YouTube music, I'm Samsung all the way too. I go look for iconic music. I don't care what they have on there, so that ain't no excuse. And I think that sometimes people make excuses, and there's it's never been excuse. a balance. No, it's I don't. Not agree. An excuse. I don't. They I, said yeah, the same thing about Madonna when she came out. Bro, they it's said not she an was excuse. Too much, and it was no balance. They no, said no, no, she's no. all over the radio. No, hold on, hold on. I gotta stop you right there because I'm I was an old school Madonna fan. Not when Madonna came out. They said that when she switched. When she came out, most people thought she was an R&B singer, borderline. What was the other joint? Uh, Holiday. Holiday. That was before like a virgin and all that stuff. Somebody told her she had to switch it up to be a, a global star. But I'm not disagreeing with you saying about it's okay for women to do their thing. My only thing is that there's not a balance in mainstream. Yes, we have the choice to stream who we want to. But I'm talking about if you turn on your video, if you turn on the radio, you're not going to hear that balance. And us as adults, no, not, not the radio. I'm talking about the radio, public radio. On, my radio. on, 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 on your phone. <laughs> You're streaming your internet, you get to make that choice. 
But the problem is, like Iconic said, say somebody is just getting into music and they log on to YouTube or they log on to Apple. They don't even know how to find the balance because all they're going to get is top 50, top 100 suggestions. Now, in my day, I'm an old dude. I'm almost 50. I did, I would go to the record store and buy stuff if the art was dope. And then you had to discover what was on it. You had to discover what type of stuff it was. And also, I had a parent that could say, hey, this is what it is. Now we have parents in a generation that we are in now that are, they want to see their daughters look wild. They want to see their daughters made up. And a lot of cases that I that I talk about all the time is you see women that may not be the best attractive, but they come out with a cute kid, so they try to live through their children. I just feel like we passing. I feel like this yeah. is my whole point. I feel like we pass in judgment, and the same thing happens every generation. And we just had a statement about why we can't heal from our past, because mm -hmm. these are the type of comments that are often made. And they're not true. They're very relative and they're very subjective. And it's not true. There have been evidence where, first of all, media has never been balanced. Been balanced. Ever. Never. We had this whole argument even in television. Mm -hmm. Some of the greatest shows didn't get what they needed to get because they weren't balanced. Some of the greatest artists never got their thing. Regina King just got a star on Hollywood. And she was Brenda from 227. There has never been a balance. Holly Berry got her Oscar for sleeping with Billy Ray Thornton. There's never been balance. Denzel Washington got his Oscar for training doing training day, day mm -hmm. when he was playing a stereotypical role of a black man at that time. Yeah, I don't disagree with those. But what, no, what I'm saying is there is no balance, bro. And I, and what happens is we just get old and we become our parents and we say the same thing. I disagree. I still disagree. Okay. Because yeah, I'm talking specifically it. about hip hop, specifically yeah. about hip hop. I'm talking about hip hop too. Hip hop back in the day, no, mainstream hip hop had a balance. No, it didn't. Now, no, mainstream, yes, it did. You can't you can't say that Nas and and Common and Tribe Called Quest were not a balance in hip hop in their day. You know what kind of music? Nas is one of his alter egos is Escobar, a famous drug dealer. No, yeah, but no even balance, within bro. himself, even within himself, he had balance, bro. They still no. played one mic on the radio. Right, but I'm, what I'm saying is, like Jay said, the radio has never been balanced. Balance. It's always what's popular. And it's and the, that's a lot of times driven by the youth. It's never about oh we play this ratchet stuff. We gotta play this uplifting stuff. It's never been that way. So I think that you guys are being really disingenuous when you bring that up because that's never uh, been true. I don't think the so. same thing. No. Oh. Oh, okay, I can tell oh. you this, and you can you oh. all can you all can say whatever you want to say about this. Two Live Crew was on the radio everywhere right. for the longest. For real. No. They weren't what? here. What? No. Uncle you know what? I'm done. Uncle I'm Luke? done. I don't even think you're an artist at this point. If they you made say a that, song they... about them not being able to be on the radio. That's my point. They were on the radio. They were doing everything. And then all of a sudden, they were banned. No, they never made it to the radio. That was the point of the song. You're saying Uncle Luke never, the person who's responsible You're saying Two Life Crew never made it to the radio. The person who's responsible no. for okay. the, the They were popular. They made millions of dollars, but they were never They were the in the club. They were in the club. radios were y'all listening to? No, you can't tell. I know this. Clubs play the music that's on the radio. 
Maybe no, DJs control that's what that I was going to say. Maybe it's the uh, maybe y'all had one radio station in Ohio because we they was on the radio. No, that was the point. They were becoming more and more provocative, and then they were banned. Right. No, two live crew never came on the radio here. We had the records, but we okay. never heard them on you the radio. You know what? So you have been discriminated against in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, say that. I'm again. sorry. <laughs> say that again. Say it was on the radio here because to say that two live crew was on the radio, sir. Yeah, I'll, I'll be like, what kind of artist are you? Well, well, that's what I said. Maybe it's demographic. We're talking to live crew. That's the 80s. That's when local radios had control over what they would and would not play. You didn't have like our radio stations aren't owned locally anymore. We're Radio One or whatever it may be right. now. Okay. But in the 80s and the 90s, we had one and a half black stations and they were independently owned. The DJs controlled the music. The DJs controlled the music that got played. Now, even if I went to the radio station, I cannot get them to play my music unless it has been, uh, what is the, uh, is, they have a list that they have to go by. Payola, yeah. No, it's got to be certified. You got to have payola. so many spins on this. You got to have so many hits on that. And if you don't, because you're not talking about the things that these other people are talking about, you're not going to get that. Five million hits a day. You, you oh, you're just yeah. not. I would like to say, I think, all of it. Go uh, ahead, bro. Kanye West quote should be banned from Lovers of Parable going forward. Well, I actually am a personal. I actually like Kanye West. I like Kanye West back then, and I like him now, and I don't have a problem with saying that. Mm -hmm. And I also am a music lover, and I also understand that everything happened in a wave. There was a time when it was nothing but two live crew on the radio. Right. That's how Uncle Luke got, he created a whole genre of hip hop. Exactly. And then you had you had a Houston based whole wave mm -hmm. in hip hop where it was nothing but them on there. Then you had a Louisiana wave mm -hmm. of hip hop and it was nothing but them on there. It has never been balanced. That's why when the South came up, it was like, finally we got our shine. But guess what? It ain't a balance anymore. Mm -hmm. So my thing is, it never really happened. And this argument is going to continue to go on because a lot of people never felt like they got the respect that they deserve. It's just like I was talking to somebody when they talk about the top female um, rap artist. Missy Elliott is never brought in a conversation. Right. And she created a whole genre. There is no other Missy Elliott. Oh, I agree. But I agree. Is, That's why when people talk about verses, she is the only person that can have a versus with Buster Ron. They're two only two that can have a versus together. They basically the same person. Exactly. They're the only two that can logically have a versus. But I know we got to move on. So I'm gonna end this two live crew thing real quick. Show the two live crew wasn't crew wasn't on the radio. You can look this up on YouTube or the internet. We all got the same internet. Uncle Luke knew he couldn't get on the radio. So what did he do? He bought a system to have his own private radio. He went out on the lake and broadcasted his own music. Look it up. Wait, what? Bro. Yeah, pirate radio. I, I, Bro. Can't, I can't give it. Pirate radio. Bro. Look it up. Uncle Luke and Two Live Crew was radio. on the radio. Two Live Crew was on the radio. And if you really go, if you go back and look, you'll see the albums that they had, which made them popular. This is why they were frustrated with band, band in America. They were getting more and more runchier as they got more successful. Okay, so he spent. Oh, I, all, I'm not denying he spent all from I love two live crew. crew. 
He spent all from two live crew based on a genre of music that he came. And this, he is the precursor to Trick Daddy. Yeah. He is the precursor to what's the girl? You don't know now? Trina. Trina. Yeah. He's the precursor to all of them. Yeah. Agree. You don't sell millions of albums and not be on the radio. Like it just doesn't too short. Too yeah. short. Yeah. Yeah. Master P. But all of them have been on the radio. Master P no limit. No, he was telling about his truck radio before oh, he got too short. Your half was on the radio. I, you, you just said too short was not too on the radio. Was sold millions of records before he even had a chance to be on the radio. No, no, the statement you said, you said too short was not on the radio. Are you you are dying? I'm talking on that about story. early too short and, and his start was not on the radio. No, you didn't say the start. You just say you wasn't on the radio. He did. <laughs> Yo, this is the first time I seen Cordell stand up on the show. Cordell said that. Because that's an erroneous statement. Too short has he did a he did a versus. You can't do a versus if you don't have his. He was on the radio. He wasn't in the beginning. Before he turned my radio. Right. Before he got radio and got on the radio, he was selling records out the trunk of his car for a good six years. Nobody disputing that. KRS One was not on the radio until he made Rapture. That was six, seven albums deep. Was he on the radio or not? Who? Not in the beginning. That's what he's trying to yeah, say. Right. He said he had to show. We're not talking either. about a time period. We're talking about if they were on the radio or not. We're not was he on the radio well, or not? Well, the reason I say that is because radio didn't determine their success and their popularity. These guys were popular without radio. Two Live Crew, Too Short, KRS-One. These were artists that were popular without radio. We're not disputing that. We never dispute that. By no, the we're, we're talking about the radio being balanced. All I'm saying yeah. is these people were on the radio, and, they, and, and it appears that maybe they weren't... Maybe what happened is that it wasn't exposure where you guys... Yeah, and from. I agree. I think somebody put that in the comments that radio was... In the, during that time, radio was regional. regional. Right. But for some strange reason, we... And I'm from Augusta, Georgia, so I don't know why they would pick, you know, Augusta, Georgia of all places to give a variety of music. But all of these artists we heard on the radio. And so when we're talking about a balance, it did feel like and it still feel like this day they pick a certain genre to elevate and then they drop them and then they move on to another genre. I just feel like it's just happening right now. It feel like. It's the thought era, mm -hmm. but guess what? They're gonna drop them and move on to somebody else. Right. But do you think money. this? Do you think that we've been in the thought era longer than any other era? I don't feel that way. No. I don't feel that way. We was in gangster rap era for twenty years. I feel like we was in mumble rap for too long. Yeah, like <laughs> people was gangster rappers killing people, selling drugs, and still are doing that. But we was in that era for twenty years plus years. Like, like we've been in in the what Jay the quote unquote thought era for what? Eight nine, we'll give it even ten years. That's still not as long as the gangster rap era. So I think that, like I said, I think that yeah. And when we consider the thought era to really start, yeah, like exactly. what is it? What yeah, is the, like what's the what's the start of the thought? So maybe I can. What's what do you think the start of the thought era? You know what I'm saying? Because Cameo didn't he make the song Candy Candy was about cocaine, wasn't it? First of all, that Joker had on a Adina Howard. She was the start of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I think we I think we picking and choosing stuff. I'm not debating. I was just asking. I was just asking because that's something I've never even thought about is have we been in a certain era long enough until you just bought it up? So I, that's I'm not debating. Now. Yeah, I, I always feel like 
like for me, I always feel like when people get in discussions about the best hip hop artists, they rarely put Southern hip hop artists in the top. And a lot of them will murder. Mm -hmm. Andre 3000. Just three stacks. That's it. Who else you gonna yeah. name from the South? Uh, See, that's, my point. that's my point. You, you can't leave first of all, you can't leave Big Boy out of it. And you definitely you can't leave CeeLo out of yeah, it. Yeah, like... I could definitely leave Big Boy out of it because three stacks <laughs> is better. But three stacks himself said Big Boy is a better artist than he is. Jay Electronica. Yeah, is so he from the South? Stacks. Yeah, he's from he's, he's from Magnolia. He from oh, where? Yeah. Magnolia Projects with Lil Wayne and, and Juvenile. I he was from <laughs> yeah, we'll take him. Yeah. I mean, we'll take him, but I think that we'll there are a lot them. of. But yeah, like CeeLo is my CeeLo is my favorite, okay. and they even said they purposely didn't put Three Stacks and CeeLo in the same group together because they knew that they would be too much. That's why they split them up. Oh. And there's I some think, artists. I think a problem. I think a problem here with this conversation too is that. You guys might be thinking, um, as average listeners, and me and Icon seem to be like heads. What oh, they call from my like era, heads. That's not <laughs> an insult. Yeah, coming from a straight lyric. The first thing you guys said is my better half. She's an average music list. She's not no head. Wait a whole minute, sir. <laughs> she ain't no head. When we first got together, I made her a mixtape. Like, you've been listening to the wrong stuff. Let me... I did something. the same thing with no, my she's wife. She's better half because she make you look good, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing with my wife. I turned her into she did. She had never even heard of some of these artists. Well, I guess that that's what we're gonna say. I guess I'm an average listener, <laughs> but I do know that I'm a that I'm a lyricist. Make, it's not I'm a lyricist first. It's yeah. just like some people are sneakerheads. No, I'm a lyricist. Like I'm a lyricist first. If your lyrics are trash, I don't care how much the beat is. If you just trash, it's trash. Like we were just talking about Kanye. He was like, he think Kanye is a great rapper. I say that's the one area I think he's horrible, man. He I think Kanye's rapper. delivery is is trash. Mm -hmm. I think that Fair he has. Sure. I think he's a genius, but lyrically, he is it's garbage. Mm -hmm. But I'm a lyricist. He said poop to poop, poopity poop. Genius. Genius, if a rapper bro. does that, genius. You done. Stop rapping. Bro. Genius. Well, no, it's just like, well, it's just like I think Common is a is a great lyricist, but he need to stop rapping. He just need to do poetry. I go to sleep stop on Common hating. every time. I'm like, he's still rapping. Common yeah. man. People change up their style too, because before Cameron had computers, Putin, he was in Children of the Corn. Tearing stuff up with Mace, so right. I mean, you know, we, we can we can go on and on about that, but yeah, because I mean, Kanye's first two albums, from a lyrical standpoint, to me were immaculate. I know, will say this: the balance does exist, but you really—it's all underground. It's all underground. I want to go. You have to. You have to go underground. Technology has come such a far away that you can find someone with the click of a button. Who is really yes. underground at this point? They're comparing themselves to the underground. Major underground as in not mainstream oh that's what i just said so but but they are are they underground for the average listener because anybody can go find their music yeah but you have to know to look for them that's the thing I they're not just I gonna show up if i go on my app and i say conscious rap you know it's it you know what i'm saying like you have to look it, it's still gonna show you the top it's gonna be like j cole kendrick maybe drake lupe yeah, you're right. But that's you're old cats. The ones that have kind of 
edged over into mainstream. I think, I'll figure it out, y'all. I think y'all want revenge. It like what? Well, um, I think <laughs> no, like I, I y'all out. want revenge. No, we just want balance. No, no, we just want balance. Want to eliminate the want for revenge, not the need for it. The want for revenge. That's what. That's what I agree with right there. All right, good mm-hmm. point. And that's Elijah. what they that want. Actually makes right. sense. E, they want revenge because you got a hip hop artist. Who I told was the best that I've ever heard, like personally. He deserves a platform. Like, I agree. I think Iconic should be bigger than what he is. So I get that and I get where a lot of it comes from. But as a person who loves true artists and love like lyricists, I do think that it has never been balanced. And I don't think the true musicians and the true artists ever get their rightful shine. Ever. Wait, though. You got to ask Iconic, though. You say he should be bigger, but is that where he wants to be? And if that's where he wants to be, then there should be no excuse of why he's not there. Well, I can't uh, the uh, part. Uh, All I'm saying is, except my videos don't fans. have naked women in it, and I'm not rapping about drugs, and I'm not rapping about violence, so I will never have the same kind of platform as a little fill-in-the-blank. Okay, so I, I, not about with that balance, attitude. Not with that attitude. <laughs> in reference to balance and balance in music man. and radio, um, how much do you think algorithm <laughs> has to do with not having balance now? A I lot. That, and every time we figure out how to play the algorithm, they change it. Well, can we every be honest? Time. It's a lot of people that don't just support. It's a lot of people who are clout chasers. So when we talk about the balance, a lot of times people want what's in and popping now. Right. And so we, it, the problem is not the people that you don't know. A lot of times it's the people that you do know who don't corral behind you, but let it be a funeral. Mm-hmm. They can, they can, they can sell out a show then if it's a funeral. They'll be there for your death, but they won't be there right. to celebrate you. They are the first ones that corral around you to break you down. So truth be told, a lot of times what's throwing stuff off is people don't want to support you until you don't need their support no more. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right. I guarantee you, once you go once you go platinum, it's all these people that talk about, I've been rocking <laughs> with Iconic since Carrie High. Mm-hmm. Since Desperados. <laughs> Coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow, Desperados goes live. But I think that this is why I ever get to a mainstream track. I think this is why y'all show "Fly with Us" is important, and what y'all about to do with the discussion on hip hop. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people who don't know need to connect with you guys because this going straight into your wheelhouse, mm-hmm. and it might be a lot of bruised or unknown artists that need to connect with you guys to create a movement of substantive change or substantive impact. So they need to connect with you guys so we can continue this conversation because you done ran us over a whole hour and almost 45 minutes. We apologize. It was Kanye's fault. It was Kanye's fault. (laughs) Oh, and happy Hip Hop History Month to everybody. Word. It's your happy birthday show, Jay. Come on, you know your, your birthday show. Happy yeah, little yeah, we gotta happy keep going butter. till midnight. Oh, it's peanut butter lovers month. <laughs> you know that's a thing. We gotta I go till midnight, bro. I'm not so going to say happy midnight. birthday. <laughs> I'm not going oh, in that. <laughs> but anyway, are we gonna do positive brother shout out? We gotta do positive brother shout out though. 
Everybody going to we got to. I don't, no, they not. No, they still okay. tuning in. I didn't feel no positivity today. At the end of the show, it's like no positivity. What you talking about? I kind of I'm gonna come over there and punch in your face repeatedly. <laughs> don't you ever you say that. About? <laughs> okay. Violence. Nikki and Jay, man, I love having you on the show. You could tell because I ain't in this stuff 13 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But we're about to do what is called Positive Brothers Shout Out. This is your opportunity to shout out brothers who normally don't get, you know, the respect and the shine that they deserve and are doing positive things that you want to make sure that they know that you appreciate and love them. Who you got? You can go first. Uh, I want to shout y'all out first and thank y'all for having us on the show. I'm glad that we were able to make this connection. And me and you, cuz, on 23andMe.com, and now meeting the other brothers from Brother Empowerment. It's been really dope. And um, it's just the beginning. Um, I want also want to shout out Jason Jordan, who was in the chat. Mm-hmm. He's from up here. He has a radio show. Um, so Icon, make sure you get him your music. Jason Jordan, uh, okay. connect with Icon Bond. He has a um, a local station called WYSO that he works at, and um, it's independent. They work through a, the Antioch College. Um, shout out to uh, Coretta Scott King, who went to Antioch up here. Um, and I just want to shout out any brother that is trying to make change and bring balance since that's been the key word tonight. <laughs> it's, it's a trigger word. I'm gonna wake up yelling balance. <laughs> okay, so first I have to shout out, you know, of course, all of you guys because we do, you know, tune in every week and we're both in the chat, you know, Twitter finger in and and yeah. and jumping in. But the healthy debate is always wanted. It's always needed to see black men to be able to have a conversation that is articulate without a lot of cuss words and really kicking knowledge from different points of view and accepting those points of view when you don't agree. That Mm -hmm. is just phenomenal. If I could bottle all of y'all up and bring y'all to work with me tomorrow, I would. Um, But I would be remiss if I didn't shout out the man sitting next to me Mm -hmm. because for the last... 20 something years without telling our age i haven't had to worry i haven't known struggle i've never had my lights cut off my water cut off i've always been driving i've always been well fed and well taken care of even though i make jokes like i'm kind of under weather right now when he's forcing medicine and tea me and i feel like i'm being mistreated she says that's abuse (laughs) it feels abusive balance I was coughing at like two in the morning, and by two fifteen, there was like Nyquil being shoved in my face. I felt abused. I was like, I wasn't even up yet. But I, I have to shout him out through thick and thin, ups and downs. He had a whole paradigm shift and had to re-enter the world of work. Took a job that is paying him far less than what he is worth. Coming home tired every single day, and still has the time to be a great dad and a great husband, and that is incredible. And I still only drive when I feel like it. <laughs> Word. Word. Shout out to the bro, Jay, man. E, who you yeah, got? Shout out. Uh, I'm going to shout out my team, of, my team of brothers, Cordell, Stevie. Stevie's here right now, by the way, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Stevie G? And Noe. Um, yeah. those, those three dudes made moving to North Carolina so much easier. Like, somebody to lean on, somebody to bounce thoughts on, to build with. That's all we've been talking about doing for a long time. And just to see the growth, because last night hanging out with you guys, is, it, it was a great reflection of how, how much we've grown just in the last two years and how much our lives have changed. Also want to give a shout out to you, Dwayne. We still got to talk, man. Stop hiding from me. You hiding from me, bro. You know we got to talk, man. <laughs> but um, more, 
not most importantly, but I don't want to leave out somebody who I want to shout out. I want to shout out all of those who are false imprisoned right now, having to hold their heads in those cells. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a nightmare for those people, and I just want those people to know that you guys are being thought about also. Word. Word. What you got, Iconic? Um, given that the song that drops tomorrow is really about standing your ground and being who you are, regardless of, of who's around you, um, I want to give a shout out to the brothers that are tr- staying true to themselves, regardless mm-hmm. of their environment, regardless of the situation, that they're being true, honest, strong, and, and continuing forward with the positivity and, and, and the positive change in this world that we really need. That's a very hard thing to do in this day and age to remain strong in that path. So I just want to give a shout out to all the brothers that are staying strong in that path. That's dope, bro. Yeah, that's really dope. I ain't going to cry. I cried. <laughs> what was that, last week, week before last? I ain't crying no more. <laughs> Yo, and you also talked about iconic, uh, a short people. I was like, man. I don't know why I got no friends that's over five, um, five, five. <laughs> you disrespectful. Uh, I guess. Yo, favorite. real quick, E, E, tell Noe I, I need to, I need to holler at him. He's not listening. Go ahead. Go ahead, Cordell. <laughs> oh, um. He interrupted you. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, first and foremost, man, I got to shout out, uh, this Jay, the one standing right next to me, man, just because, you know, he is the supernova, as I call him. And I know if I can stand next to this dude and not be repelled, then I, then I am light myself because I, as he says, light and darkness cannot coexist. So that's one of the things I measure myself. So I can stand next to him and not be repelled or be, you know, my skin won't burn. You know, hey, I must be doing something right. But no, but, you know, we've been doing this thing. I've, we, I've met so many great people and done so many great things in my life. And I've been doing that since we've been connected, man. So I just, I'm thankful for you, man. Like all the brothers here, uh, the other Jay, you know, iconic. All the brothers that are in, on the live, Ricky, Stevie, um, Bruce, our resident fact checker, all y'all brothers, man. Like y'all, all y'all brothers are just are really dope. E man, I, I can't say enough, man, that you know, um, you just walked into my life and I didn't know what was gonna, you know, I didn't know how it was gonna be. I was like, oh man, I don't know if we're gonna be close or we're just gonna be cool. And we're we're like this, man. You know, we had a bump in the road, and it's crazy because I think the bump in the road, while it separated us for a little bit of time. It made it tighten the bond when we reconnected it, you know. And so, man, you you spoke spirituality um, into my life, and also spoke about you know Rashia, man. So, like, literally, I mean, man, we, we at this point we are family. You know what I'm saying? We gonna we gonna butt heads, and we may even you know what I'm saying you know tussle, but you know, like we we are we're family, man. So, and I want to shout out all the brothers that are that are just. Um, dedicated to being brothers that dedicate themselves to sharpening other brothers and having those tough conversations and being connected, man, because that takes true strength. And that's what we need, man. This, we're not going to heal the, the ills of our community and of men without each other. There's no soul successes in that realm. We all need each other. We, nobody can do it alone or in a small group. So I want to shout out to those brothers, man. Thanks. It was fine. You did seven minutes. So I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> Everybody did seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this is probably, guys, this is like the perfect birthday show for me. Mm-hmm. Happy um, birthday, Jay. I love you, bro. <laughs> love you too, man. Um, having my cousins on, having you guys on, 
um, and just where we're going, period. I'm like excited. And I do agree with Nikki. Nikki, like, I don't argue with everybody. Mm -hmm. I only argue with people I know I can argue with. Because <laughs> some people would be like, okay. <laughs> but it feels good to have that. And um, I have grown so much. People always want to give me credit, but I've grown so much and I've learned so much because of the people that I'm connected to. And most importantly, um, the fellas, like I never was really close to a lot of men. Mm -hmm. And um, part of it was because I was molested early on. And so I have four male friends my whole life that I really was close to. And um, I never really got down with guys like that. I never really trusted them, you know, and I ain't want them to be thinking nothing, read nothing wrong. But four years ago, when I stepped into my purpose, I allowed myself to be vulnerable and open enough to have male friends. And these male friends have been phenomenal mm -hmm. because when I felt like I was losing it all, literally every last brother that's connected to brother empowerment, put their arms around me and made sure that I didn't fall. I wanted to literally give up and you guys pushed me. So every last one of you guys, I thank you. Cordell, I didn't know what I was going to do with this organization and your dumb self followed me. And I just thank you for being dumb and just, <laughs> <laughs> just trusting the process. And then we were able to get other foolish people to connect to that we know nothing about. Like, you know, like Kerwin and Ian, they stupid too. They just followed us. And then we got Devontae stupid self. And look, we got Iconic, now he dumb. Uncle Marcus, Uncle Marcus Mo, all these dummies. And then he just signed on the day, another dummy. But <laughs> we're so grateful. Um, I'm so grateful to have you guys. And I think that the world needs you guys. Yeah. Um, and so I'm gonna do everything in my power to use my platform to blow up iconic as the dopest MC that I personally know. Mm -hmm. Um to blow up Ricky as the best fermentation, fermentation specialist. specialist with his own YouTube channel. Well I go to he's really the almanac in the encyclopedia. <laughs> I go to Ricky for everything. Yo, yeah Ricky is literally like punchline. Yeah is right random facts. Yeah. He just know random facts that you need yep. in that moment. Yep. And E when um I I met E when I was just low in my faith and I needed brothers that were similar in faith and we connected and we stayed connected. And then like the webs, I don't know where y'all came from other oh 23 and me. <laughs> 23 and me was a beautiful thing because it did bring me you guys and I love you guys like I known you my whole life and that's for real. And like Nikki, I love your voice. So I'm gonna be having you doing some voiceovers. <laughs> like, y'all just come over and do. <laughs> I'm gonna have her say a whole bunch of stuff. You better donate and all of that. But this year, meaning we said back in August that this is the season of letting go and let's go. Yep. So we are releasing weight and we're moving forward. We are truly healing forward, and no one is exempt from this. Mm -hmm. We're releasing all of the dead weight. We're releasing anything that is going to hold us back. And we're truly walking in purpose. And if you're connected to me, I'm going to make sure that you walk in your purpose or we won't be connected. And so I'm just excited about where we're going. Um, those who have not, make sure you follow Fly With Us um, mm -hmm. podcast on all social media platforms. Make sure you connect um, with them if you love anything hip hop. Make sure you connect with them. Um, Elijah, he said, um, Iconic said, um, make sure him and Noe connect. 
Um, Positive. Got it. But we want to make sure that we continue to help one another because truth be told, that's why I'm such an advocate for balance Mm -hmm. because I understand that there is a void and the only way that we're going to change it if we do it together. And I could have easily been a solo success, but I just don't want to be at the top by myself. Mm -hmm. I want all of us to be up there and we're going to eat together and we're going to do great things. So I'm excited. Brothers, thank you. Thank you so much. And Jay, thank you for allowing Nikki to be your better half. Yeah. So I'm excited. And but like we tell everybody every week, thank y'all for staying with us. For the long version, I'm not even mad about it. It's my birthday. Happy birthday. Happy Happy birthday. birthday. Say it with a gift. (laughs) (laughs) And bust us your address so we can send you a gift. Okay. I like that. If if you feel like nobody in this world loves you or nobody care about you, you just met six people that do reach out, connect to all of us. We're here for you, and we're going to see you guys next week. Everybody stay on. We'll see y'all guys next week. Because as they race in your spirits, you start embracing your fearless. You can't deny that you're clearing all the demons from your heart, wishing it from the start. To any brother that want to step in and be a part, because it's easier to do it together than be apart. Hope to be the beacons of light that can shine in the dark. Come on, let's go.